You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The Sacrifice of Himself is the title of this devotion. And what I'm looking forward to share with you this week is for us to begin to relish, delight ourselves and be overwhelmed by the amazing grace that we have through Jesus and what God gives through Him, what's available to Him and what He has accomplished for us and what He is accomplishing in us because of what He has accomplished for us. And if I can read to you here from Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5, okay? And then through verse 10. Hebrews 5, verse 5. So to Christ, the Messiah, did not exalt Himself to be made high priest, but it was but, but was appointed and exalted by Him who said to Him, You are my son. Today I've begotten you. You are my son. Today you've come forth from me. Begotten means brought forth. As he says also in another place, you are a priest appointed forever after the order with the rank of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up definite special petitions for that which he not only wanted but needed and supplications with strong crying and tears to him who was always able to save him out from death. And he was heard because of his reverence towards God, his godly fear, his piety, in that he shrank from the horrors of being separated from the bright presence of the Father. Although he was a son, he learned act of special obedience through what he suffered and his completed experience making him perfectly equipped, he became the author and the source of eternal salvation to all those who give heed and obey him, being designated, recognized, and saluted by God as high priest after the order and rank of Melchizedek. (laughs) Oh, folks, this right here, what I've read to you, I have read and prayed and meditated on for years and years and years and years. Why? I find this so powerful. You see, it's not just, listen closely, it's not just what Jesus has done for us, but what He works in us, the very nature by which He offered Himself to the Father the sacrifice of himself, the very nature by which he offered himself. It's not just the action, the action in that he fulfilled that which was written about him, that the Holy Spirit moved Jesus and ordered him and everything was according to what was written. So all his movement and actions, his deeds, were what was written about him, and that was the Holy Spirit moving him and guiding him and instructing him, yes? But it's not just the doing of it, but the nature by which he did it. You can, if if Virginia can say to me, honey, would you just empty the dishwasher? 
And I could look at her and say, well, okay then, sure, I'll do it. And I do it. But the attitude with which I do it is so bad that perhaps she would think, oh my goodness, I'm not going to ask him that again because I don't want to put up with that attitude. Do you see it? So it wasn't just Jesus doing, but the nature by which he did it was manifest as the Son of God. He was perfectly revealed in his obedience as the Son of God. The Son of Man in his obedience was perfectly manifest as the Son of God. And in that he became our great high priest. Now that is not just something that he has done for us, but it's something he's done for us by now working it in us. And so let me go to chapter 9, verse 14, which is another scripture that has incredibly helped me in my prayer life. Chapter 9, let's start at verse 11, okay? Of Hebrews 9. But that appointed time came when Christ, the Messiah, appeared as a high priest of the better things that have come and are to come, then through the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with human hands, that is, not a part of this material creation. He went once and for all into the holiest, yeah, into the holiest of heaven, not by virtue of the blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and man, but his own blood, having found and secured a completed redemption and everlasting release for us. For if the mere sprinkling of unholy and devout person with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a heifer is sufficient for the perfection of the body, the purification of the body, how much more surely shall the blood of Christ, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, his own pre-existent divine personality, has offered himself, the title of this verse, as an unblemished sacrifice to God, purify your conscience from dead works, lifeless observances to serve the living God. Now, I know that's a mouthful, but it's... Listen, here is the simplicity of this. By the offering of himself is the title of this devotion. That is not just something he did for us, but does in us. The very spirit by which he was manifest as the, by, by which the Son of God, Son of Man was manifest as the Son of God, the spirit by which he offered himself is what he imparts to you and me. The spirit by which he offered himself is what he imparts in you and me, by which we now are able to draw near to the Father, the Spirit. He shed his blood and his spirit was given to the Father. In thine hands I commit my spirit. He cried out on the cross. That spirit that he gave to the Father that was perfect as the Son of God is, this, is what he works in you and me to enable us to give ourselves to God. Have you ever, like me, struggled with giving yourself to God? Where you go, Lord, Lord, I want to give myself more, but I keep on stumbling. I keep on 
being self-indulgent or keep on having thoughts and ways and and every time I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, but I know I'm, I'm not fully connecting. I'm not fully embodying your holiness, your glory. I still feel so human. I still feel so earthly. I still feel so self-conscious, right? I know I, I'm describing my journey, but now that I know this, hey, now I know this, the sacrifice of himself, that power living in me by which he enables me to give myself to the Father, perfect, without blemish, without spot, holy in his love, according to Ephesians chapter 1. I tell you, it's overwhelming. This is the grace, this is the goodness and the mercy of God's Spirit at work in you. The sacrifice of himself is not just for you, but in you, enabling you to give yourself to God wholly and without blame, to live in His great love, to live in His great goodness, to live in His great mercy. Look what it says here in verse 24 of this same chapter 9. Okay? For Christ, the Messiah, has not entered into the sanctuary made with human hands, only a copy and pattern and type of the true one, but He has entered into heaven itself now to appear in the very presence of God on our behalf, on our behalf. Verse 26 says, but as it is, but as it now is, he has once and for all at the consummation and close of the ages appeared to put away and abolish sin by the sacrifice of himself. Jesus has appeared at the close of the first part of, of the age of things. He has appeared to abolish and put away sin for us. That is something that's available now through the sacrifice of himself. That's available now. That's what God is able to work in you and me now. So, okay, stay with me for just a moment, okay? Look at chapter 10 of Hebrews. We'll start at verse 10, okay? And I'll read, keep reading from the Amplified. In accordance with this will of God, we have been made holy, consecrated, and sanctified through the offering made once and for all of the body of Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. We, in accordance with God's will, we have been made holy, consecrated, and sanctified through the offering of Himself. This is what I'm talking to you about. Look at verse 12 through 14. Whereas this one, Jesus Christ, after He had offered a single sacrifice for our sins that shall avail for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, then to wait until his enemies should be made a stool beneath his feet, for by a single offering of himself he has forever completely cleansed and perfected those who are consecrated and made holy. <laughs> this is what, what, what I am more and more living in than ever before, not just as in reading it and praying it, but experiencing it. And I know that this is not just for Robert Mosbach. 
This is not just for some individual. No, this is what the Heavenly Father is pouring out in His church around the world to revive us in fellowship with Him, to renew us in our communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to again let the church become the great gateway to glory, for the church again to become the place to which the sinners can come to find that there is redemption, forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ. Oh, blessed, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for us, who are being kept by the power of God unto salvation, ready to be revealed as Jesus is about to appear. Dear friends, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit saying, the sacrifice of Himself is forever available, powerful, active to cleanse you, to perfect you, and to bring you into the consciousness of the living God, holy, acceptable, and well-pleasing in His sight. Come on, believe it. The sacrifice of Himself is forever available, powerful, active right now for you to be able to enjoy true fellowship with God where you're, you're drawing near and you're enjoying a fellowship with the Father is not in the ritual of, of certain things that become familiar to you. No, it's in spirit and truth. That's what the Heavenly Father is looking for in you and me, that we worship Him in spirit and truth. In spirit and truth, that's what Jesus said there in John chapter 4. Shall I just close with that and, and, and just read that to you for a moment in closing? Jesus says here in John chapter 4, He says, The hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him, God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Oh, my dear friends, it is so wonderful. It is so wonderful. You know, just recently I was in a meeting and there was maybe a hundred people there or so. So it was not a very large meeting. And all they had was a gentleman on the guitar leading the songs, a man on the drum, and a man on the cello. Cello. You know, it looks like a gigantic violin, a cello. Oh, I tell you the truth. I was so caught up in the Holy Spirit, worshiping the Father in spirit and truth, that I was completely unaware of the natural world, the natural realm with all of its limitation, the veil that separates us. With an unveiled face, I was beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord as it is revealed in the Word, manifesting in me by the Holy Spirit. You'll read these thoughts in 2 Corinthians 3, verse 17 and 18 and was being transformed into His likeness by His Spirit from one degree of His glory to another. This scripture was so incredibly real to me. Oh, I was worshiping in spirit and truth, and it was as if the Father was reminding me of what He now gives to you and me. Oh, we need to be reminded of what Jesus has made available through the sacrifice of Himself. Amen? Have a good day.